gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to another episode of My Two Cents Podcast, episode 31, which is entitled Ego, Ego, Me and My Ego. Now, before I get into my topics that surround ego, let me list off the National Food Days of the week. Today, July 18th, it is Ice Cream Day, Sour Candy Day, also Caviar Day. Tomorrow, July 19th, Daiquiri Day. July 20th, Ice Cream Sunday Day, Lollipop Day, and Fortune Cookie Day. July 21st, Creme Boulet Day and Junk Food Day. July 22nd, Panucci Day. July 23rd, Vanilla Ice Cream Day, Hot Dog Day as well. And July 24th, Tequila Day. Now, I'm not a drinker. I just listed off the food days. Uh, if you do drink, drink responsibly. And uh, don't overdo it. Now, I want to talk about... Uh, a man that we, uh, hip hop just lost a man that the black community lost a man that, um, the world lost. It was, uh, Biz Marquis, Biz Marquis. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows this man like this, but if you're of my age was I'm 25 and up, you know, who Biz Marquis is. He had the one song, uh, just a friend. And for me growing up, probably about the age of what nine, when I start, like liking girls and I heard the song just a friend I would just make fun of that song and just uh hear it and you understand that he's uh laying out that he's basically the side dude Bismarck is basically the side dude as he's singing in the song because he asked the girl did she have a dude she said nah he's just a friend but Biz knew exactly what that meant and he starts saying you got what I need but you say he's just a friend. Biz already knew that, okay, you got it, dude, but you trying to get me to be the side dude. But he had other songs as well, The Vapors, uh, Boogers. I mean, just other songs, but his more famous for the song Just a Friend. Now, he also did other things outside of music. He was in certain films and TV shows. He was in Men in Black 2. Uh, he was in Crank Yankers, which was a adult puppet sh- puppet show on um Comedy Central back in the early two thousands, and he later in his career, like later in like two thousand nine two thousand ten era, he started to uh be on the kid show Yo Gabba Gabba, and I never knew this until my mother brought my sister home a DVD of Yo Gabba Gabba, and my sister would watch it, and I saw Biz on it, I was like. That's Biz Marquis. And I was like, okay, so this is what he's doing. All right, cool. He's still making uh, money out there somewhere. But I was glad to see that he was still doing something instead of just, well, as you know, a lot of people, musicians, they get like the one hit and then you don't hear them from no more. And then you'll probably see him somewhere not making a lot of money. But Biz was still out here making money. Um, in April of 2020, he was hospitalized with a severe complications from type 2 diabetes and in December of 2020, it was reported that Marquis was staying in a rehabilitation facility as a result of a stroke he suffered after going into a diabetic coma. So diabetes played a part in him passing, I believe. And it's been rumored that he was brain dead like last year, not last year, last week. It was rumored that he was brain dead. But mom said, OK, he's he's gone. And I questioned, like, OK, how do you say that? My mother said, read that again. And I said, well, they said that he's brain dead, but they haven't officially said that he's dead. My mom said, yeah, he's still trying to, his body is there, but he's like not there, Gerald. So they haven't officially called it yet, but he's gone. So this week, uh, July 16th, they called it and Bismarcky has left at the age of 57. So uh, rest in peace to Bismarcky and uh all the condolences to his family and all the fans that actually listen to Biz Marquis and everything else. So I just want to wish condolences to the Marquis family. And that's all I got to say about that. Hello, 
got a little story to tell you. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in the air, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Because when I asked, do you have a man, she tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. I've been going for it. This is what I'm going to say. You, you got what I need. But you say he just a friend. And you say he just a friend. I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, recipes to Bismarck key and just want to say yet again, condolences to his family and all his loved ones. Now, let me get on to my topics. And before I get on to the topics that surround ego, I just want to make a correction in something last week. I said about people living in New York and California. And I mentioned about a story that my mom took me and my brother to uh, New York City. It was our first time going to New York for spring break. And I just want to make a correction. My mother set us up in a hotel. She paid an, she paid a good chunk of change for this. It wasn't no dingy home hotel. My mom kind of nudged me on this. She said, Gerald, you made it sound like I took you to a dingy hotel. I was like, I don't think people, I don't think people thought that I took you to a dingy, you took us to a dingy hotel. My mother said, Gerald, I heard it. And you sounded like you took, like you made me sound like I took you to a dingy hotel. So I want to reiterate this. My mom did not take me and my brother to a dingy hotel, ladies and gentlemen. It was a nice uh, hotel. It was, a, it was under the same umbrella, the same brand of hotel that we go to in South Carolina. The difference was in South Carolina, you get a whole lot of more room for the price that you would get for the exact same price or even cheaper than you would in New York City. New York City, as you know, is a big uh city a big state and the more you pay you might not get even remotely that much room so yet again we were all under the same umbrella of the same hotel that we would be using if we go to that hotel in south carolina the difference is south carolina you get more room for what you pay for in new york city not so much so again my mother did not have us in a dingy hotel room i just want to make that correction for anybody that thought that uh, my mother took us to a dingy hotel now I entitled this episode Ego because when I looked through this week, there wasn't that many like newsworthy things that I really wanted to talk about, the things that like popped to me. But as I was sitting down and just scrolling on my phone, three things popped up to me, and I'm going to go by them each one, and I'm going to break down a why I say each one of them has ego into it. And the first one I'm going to break down is um, a report that came on the news and it's from ABC seven and I'm going to play this so you guys can hear it. And then I'm going to give you my reaction to it. And I'm going to let ABC seven take it away from here. The July 12th parking lot confrontation going viral. Yashir Bryant shopping in Walmart. He overhears a woman asking her son what happened to his cell phone. The phone is missing. When the woman accuses Bryant of stealing it, following him to the parking lot, he starts recording. She runs up to me and says, excuse me, you have my son's phone? She threatens to call police. Bryant says that scared him, so he stayed. I did not want to look guilty getting in my car. She's then be on the phone with the police and tells them, oh, he stole my phone. They pull me over. I don't have a phone. They say I done sold it or something, and I'm getting beat up. We're staying here until you give me my phone, because it I marks that you're here. I don't have a phone. No. Ma'am. You're nope. Really crazy. You're following yep. me now. Yep. Now I am. The woman's Find My iPhone app indicating the phone was near where the two were standing, close to her car. Well, wait until the police are here. So you decided yourself. What will happen when you're wrong? What happens? 
What do I get, just an apology? Sure. She follows Bryant back into the store. Minutes later, this. Her son found the phone. Her son found it, though. It was in a car. Instead of an apology. No. Okay, that's okay. I'll to hear Bryant has five children. He wants them all to see the video, mm -hmm. to remember to stay calm and speak the truth at all times. I want my men and my women I'm raising to be men and women of integrity. Even if it costs them their life, I want my children to do what's right. Now in that video clip, you heard from ABC7, and they talked to the man, you share Bryant and the man that was being harassed in the end by this woman because her son did not have her phone, well, his phone on him. And you know how the news get, they only can cover but so much of it. So Yahoo News was able to cover basically the rest of the whole entire story and it breaks down like this a man named Yashir Bryant said that while he was shopping at a Walmart location in Moreno Valley California a woman accused him of stealing her young son's phone claiming this phone's location tracker showed the phone in Bryant's car in the cell phone video he captured Bryant said the woman ran up to him inside of Walmart and accused him of stealing her son's phone before following him outside claiming she was only headed towards the way because the tra GPS tracker on her son's phone led in that direction. I know I'm black with tattoos, so she automatically assumes I have it, Brian says in the clip. She runs up to me and says, excuse me, you have my son's phone. He continues, I pull out my phone out and tell her I do not, as well as my money, my ID, and tell her who I am, and I do not steal. The only reason I'm not leaving, he says, is because I don't have the phone. That's why I'm not leaving. Eventually, Brian asked the woman for her name, and she, and she suggests that they just call the cops. She then complains about being recorded and says she didn't come after him, implying that she politely asked the man if he had her son's phone. When Brian asks the woman if he will get an apology when the police arrives and finds that he doesn't have the phone, the woman replies, yes, as we all know, she did not uh, apologize to the man after her son found her phone. And it's stated right here, her son found her phone in the car, said Bryant. Now I'm going to press charges. When he asks the woman again for her name, she tells him to go F himself. She So right there in that instance, that was ego right there. I understand you as a mom, you might have the GPS tracker location on your son's phone because, yes, kids lose their phones. Kids lose items. And I think now kids shouldn't have, like, cell phones Unless you're probably about the age of 10. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was, what, 14-ish? Yeah, 14. I didn't get my first phone until I was 14. And kids now are more advanced than any other generation before them. So they know how to work with technology and they know how to do everything else. So for them to lose their phone, that's highly irresponsible on their behalf. Because they should know exactly where all their electronics uh, are located. And for her son to have lost her sis phone and her mother having to turn on the GPS tracker, fine. It's believable. It's believable. Okay? So I'll give her that. I'll shoot her some bail for that. What I won't shoot her bail is she asks the man. He tells her, no, you got the GPS tracker. Just constantly be there. Okay, cool. Your son finds the phone. You could tell the man, hey, listen, I'm sorry. The GPS tracker said that it was in your car. I'm truly sorry. I apologize for this. You don't tell the man to go screw himself. That's where your ego kicks in. You blame the man. You did everything and such and such. You ask the man not to record you after you are harassing him because your GPS tells you that your son's phone is in that man's car or that man's possession and ends up is not in this man possession. You say go screw yourself after it. That's ego, ladies and gentlemen. No more, nonetheless. That's ego. It doesn't take no. It doesn't take anything to say, "Hey, look, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I." That's about it. And the man would have easily gotten away and said, "You know what? I understand it. The GPS had it and said it. Okay, cool." And that's about it. And as a mother, you'll probably scold your son and say, you probably need to take care of your better. You need to take care of your devices much more, whether you're black, white, Asian, uh, Native American. It doesn't matter what race you are. You should be able to say, I'm sorry, without your ego getting in your way. And in this instance, her ego got in the way, in which in this case, as you heard from the clip before, and as you heard from me reading it off, the man asked for her name, but she didn't give her name, but never to fear. And the man put the in it, the man put the video out on the internet, 
and the internet did what the internet did. The internet was able to find out where she worked by the shirt that she was wearing, and they found out her name. And the place that she works at is Kaiser Permanente. is a health uh, care organization in California. She has been reportedly she has reportedly since been identified as Liz De La Torres. She is a Kaiser employee, and the organization put out a statement on Twitter. They said. Thank you for sharing this. This video has been brought to our attention and we are actively investigating it. The conduct in this video does not in any way reflect the views or belief of Kaiser Permanente. Bryant's wife uh, set up a GoFundMe page and is looking to raise $10,000 so her family can take legal action against the overly anxious mother. And the mother put out saying, please educate yourself about Emmett Teal, who was brutally beaten Tied to horses and dragged into town due to false accusations, the page reads. Or John Crawford, third whom was gunned down at a Walmart due to false accusations as well. The fundraiser right now has amassed $3,600 at press time. Now, you can see the Bryant family is going to try to sue this woman for anything that they can. I don't know what they can sue her for, personally. But the law is the law. They'll probably find a way to sue her for something. But this is just a way that I want people to understand something. If you're wrong, just apologize. Don't let your ego get in the way of you saying, hey, I'm sorry. Or, hey, I made a mistake. It's not that hard. It doesn't cost you anything to say, hey, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. But for you to say, go screw yourself or go bump off. That's going to hurt you in the end because what she needs to realize is we are in the age of technology. We are in the age of everybody's going to find out who you are, where you work at, your address. If they wanted to go that deep with it, they could have found find it. It's not that hard. People on the Internet are going to Internet. Ladies and gentlemen, I want everybody to understand that if you are doing something wrong, stop what you're doing. Apologize to whoever you offend. Please, because if you don't want your name, your address, your workplace to come out, do not do anything wrong and let it be recorded. Because no matter what you do, what you say, your stuff will get published. And for anybody that cares, they will find out who you are and they will try to make sure your life is hell. And this woman's life is going to be hell because I'm pretty sure Kaiser is going to talk to her about this and ask her why didn't she apologize because now Kaiser's on the front lines for this well with her because she was off duty but she was wearing a company like t-shirt see that's my whole deal ego will get you snake bit you're going to get yourself hurt because you are letting your ego drive your whole mentality so in the end of this don't let your ego get you in trouble and this woman is going to be in some trouble if she gets fired hey she has nobody to blame but her own self and her ego because she could not apologize and earlier in this week there was another video of another woman with her ego by playing the white victimization card it will happen i believe like somewhere in new jersey it was on the breakfast club and like charlamagne the god gave it donkey of the day it was a white woman trying to harass a black woman on camera, but as soon as the black woman flipped the camera and hit the record button as the white woman was about to hit her, the black woman say, I got you on camera. The white woman start crying and bawling her eyes out and saying, I didn't attack you. Why are you doing this to me? How are you going to blame somebody for recording you when you're acting like a fool and trying to do something towards them? Again, I want... I want to pause this for a minute. Everybody within the sounding voice, sounding vicinity of my voice right now, whether you're hearing this in the car or you're hearing this with your family or you're hearing this with your uh, work employees or people around you. Understand this. When you walk out your house, you are being recorded. No matter what you think, you are being recorded. When you enter a parking lot, you are being recorded. When you enter a building, you are being recorded. Walmart, you're being recorded. Kmart, you're being recorded. Target, you're being recorded. A Victoria's Secrets, you're being recorded. 
So I don't want to hear that. Oh, somebody's recording me nonsense. Nah, nah, nah. Cut that. You are being recorded every step of your life. Now, we're since we're in this te technological age, we're literally one more step away from being the Truman Show. If you really want to stop and think about it, we're really one more step away from being the Truman Show and everybody just in somebody's household just stopping and looking at you. And in certain instances, I guarantee you certain countries are the Truman Show. But that's neither here nor there. Miss me with that. Stop recording me. You are being recorded every time you're on your phone. You're being recorded every time you're on your laptop with your cameras. You're being recorded every single step of the way. The only time you're not being recorded is if you're Amish. And even then, they are still being recorded because the government don't trust nobody like that. So best believe the Amish is being recorded. The only time they're not being recorded is inside their house because they ain't got no electricity, no camera quarters, no kind of type of electronic devices in their house. Those are only people that are not recorded inside their homes. Everybody else, you're recorded. I just want to get that off my chest. But getting back to the situation, the white woman was on the floor. She was spazzing out, acting like she had a whole spasm attack, saying that she's recording me. Stop. Tell her to stop recording me after she was trying to attack the black woman. And then you had a person that was trying to buy her, try to buy her own clothes saying, why don't you just leave, walk away from her and telling the black woman who's recording the white woman, why don't you walk away from her? The woman should have mind her own business because if you don't know a situation, you stay out of it. You don't put your nose into that woman's or anybody's business because you could have got yourself hurt. This whole video thing could have went completely sideways because that black woman could have easily spazzed out and start knocking the dust off that white woman and then that black woman would have ended up being straight up being labeled as a monster being labeled as moody being labeled as angry the angry black woman stereotype again everybody at my two cents podcast that means me this is a whole one man uh podcast station right now i support black women i support every gender I support every color. I just, right now in this instance, I support this black woman for doing what she has to do because black women get labeled with the, uh, get labeled with a whole lot of things that I never knew until I just start uh, doing women and gender studies courses. But yet again, I'm sidetracking. You got to stop letting your ego get in the way of you doing what you're doing. It's not that hard. You can't act like a victim whenever you're not the victim here. You can't do that. It's not right. That's called ego, again. And if you think I'm wrong, you need to think about a certain instances in your life whenever you were truly the victim and somebody else played victim in that situation. You looked at them like, how can you play victim whenever you were doing something towards me? That's called ego, ladies and gentlemen. That's called somebody playing victim. And playing victim is another part of your ego in your brain. No matter how much you want to slice and dice it, that's the truth. Now, another topic I want to talk about is coming from The Root, and the title of it is NYPD officers swarm and tase black man in a subway after accusing him of letting someone on without paying fare. Now, I don't know much about fares, how much they cost, or how much it is to get on a subway. My Mother, again, wanted us to ride a subway in New York City. And I was like, nah, we're good on that. I don't want that experience. I've heard of rats and other mongrels being on the subway. Hey, no disrespect. That's just what I've heard. And I've seen a video of it. I ain't trying to be on the subway unless I desperately got to be on one. But anyway, getting back to the subject, as it reads from the root, there's always going to be a rift between black people and the police officers as long as cops believe even the slightest challenge to their authority warrants their reckless aggression and use of force, no matter how minor the original offense was. Officers with the New York City Police Department became a perfect picture of what I mean on July 6th. They swarmed a black man on the subway and tased them all, all over a train fare dispute involving another passenger and a black man's unwillingness to immediately bend to the will of officers who he appears to believe are the ones out of line. According to NBC News, David Cro Crowell, 29, was 
arrested on charges that included resisting arrest, obstructing governmental administration, and disorderly conduct. There are two videos showing parts of what happened. Body cam video released by the department shows police confronting Caldwell and his initial response to their demands. Body-worn camera footage shows the man cussing at officers, refusing to exit the train and threatening them. The police department captioned the tweet as if the police officers weren't aren't always cussing and talking reckless to civilians they see a reason to cop, pun intended, an attitude with. With additional officers on the scene, the man continued to resist arrest, prompting the use of a taser. A witness captured part of the confrontation. Based on the footage, there's all there appears to be confusion as to who officers are accusing of catching a free ride as Cronwell can be heard repeatedly telling officers I paid and the other riders are also heard con confirming that they saw him pay his fare. According to NBC, there is no available video evidence showing events before the police approach Crowell. Police say they were actually accusing Crowell of letting someone else in the station without paying and that person did not pay his fare after officers confronted him. Regardless of who didn't pay what, it really seems like officers were egregiously overreacting. This really seems to be more about fragile blue egos than it is about someone getting on a free ride. I read all of that in long story short, ladies and gentlemen, a black man happened to let someone else on the train without paying their fare. Again, I don't know how much fare is on the train in New York City. I don't know how much that crap is. My whole thing is, how are you going to get mad at the person letting somebody else on when you're not getting at the person who didn't pay? How are, how did, where does that make sense? I'll make that as an example here. As a parent, you take your kids shopping and you do all this stuff for them, right? How are you going, just use it as an example. Your kid breaks something and your other kid happens to see him break it. You get mad at the kid who happened to see the other kid break something and you're not mad at the kid that actually broke it. Where does that make sense? That doesn't make any sense. You get mad at the kid who actually broke it. It's not the other kid's responsibility to tell you, hey, yo, ma, he broke it or such and such broke it. Now, if you happen to ask him who broke this and your kid tells you that he broke it, okay, cool. You get mad, rightfully so, at the person who broke it. But if you happen to see that the other son was there watching him break it, dude, you can't get mad at the kid. Yes, you'll be a little annoyed at him, but... You're not going to throw all your full anger, all that sauce towards the son that happened to see, or the girl, daughter, child, that happened to see the other child break something. You got to throw all that sauce to that kid that broke something. You got to ask him, okay, why'd you do it? What was the reasoning? There is no reasoning. Such. You got to ask him that question. And in this instance, they got heated and hot at the man for letting somebody else get on the train. I'm still, again, help me help you. Help me understand where does that make sense? How are you, as a police officer, going to get upset at somebody else for letting somebody get on the train? Again, that doesn't make sense to me at all. And to tase him for saying, nah, I'm good, or keep on just saying, yo, he doesn't mess around with police officers. Because in this report, in this thing, I don't know if I read it to you. Hopefully I did. Oh, no, I didn't. The body cam video shows an aggravated Crowell abroad a subway train while an officer is trying to speak to him from the station's platform. Crowell said multiple times, I paid. He then swears at the officer on the platform. At one point, Crowell says, F the police. What do my back say? He then lifts up his shirt and turns his back towards the officer, apparently showing a tattoo. Crowell often appears to th threaten officers. You bust that crap, I'm going to run you. I promise you, he said. Again, this is coming from black men's trauma from dealing with police. This is coming from black people's trauma with dealing with the police. Anytime police officers happen to talk to a black person is not good. 
nine times out of ten is not good. And that one percent you still a little f iffy on because you don't know if the officer's trying to make you slip up and say something so they can try to bust you for something that you didn't do or whatever the case may be. Being black and being around police officers just don't mix. I don't care if you come from the suburbs. I don't care if you come from middle class. I don't care if you're even poor or you come from the wrong side of the tracks. Being black and being around police officers just don't mix. The only time they ever do mix is if you are a person that is a celebrity and you happen to hire certain people as your security guards. And even then, you're still a little iffy on because you don't know if they're going to protect you with their life or not. Because they still have to go home to their family. But I'm jumping off that point. I'm jumping off topic. I just don't see how you can get upset at this man. You know that he did. You know that this guy just let somebody on the train. I guarantee he didn't ask and see, oh, you didn't pay the fare. You can't get on the train. That's not a civilian's job. A civilian is talking to another civilian. A civilian knows this person is trying to live day to day. He knows a, a civilian struggle. This is person to person. Somehow, whenever officers put on that cap and they put on their badge or whatever type of uniforms they wear, they forget that you are dealing with civilians and you're dealing with people with everyday problems. That's the thing here. This guy was dealing with another civilian and say, all right, cool, get on the train, while an officer is talking to a regular civilian, saying, why do you let him get on the train? How, where, it's just mind-boggling. Anyway, at the end, it was all about ego, because you tased a black man, you tased a man who had nothing to do with it at all. You didn't get mad at the person who got on the train illegally or didn't pay. You got mad at the man who happened to pay, and who just happened to let the man get on the train without paying that is stupid beyond discussion big time stupid big time lunacy again this is police officer ego interacting with a civilian so remember ladies and gentlemen this is still ego this is just another example of ego running wild my next topic is coming from business insider and it reads mike pence keeps saying black lives are not endangered by police and a play for white voters as police disproportionately kills blacks. And this kind of coincides with what I just said about black people not dealing with police officers. As the article reads, former Vice President Mike Pence has been rolling out a new line amongst at, well, aiming at Black Lives Matter. Pence, who Insider recently reported, has built a presidential campaign in waiting with several of his former aides still pulling in federal paychecks took aim at the movement at a speech in Iowa Thursday night. Black lives are not endangered by police, Pence said. Black lives are saved by police every day. In police shootings, black Americans are killed at a more disproportionate rate than any other racial group in the United States, around twice as many times as white people are killed on a per capita basis. Ever since George Floyd's killing during an arrest, galvanized anti-racist protests nationwide, Republicans have generally been adamant in defending police officers. Much of the GOP backlash against Black Lives Matter is typified by the Blue Lives Matter movement, whose flag was prominently displayed at Trump rally. In Iowa, Pence said, the defense of the police is something that we need to affirm on behalf of every American of every color and creed and every race. Only about two in five self-identifying Republicans view police violence as a serious problem compared to the nine out of ten Democrats, according to an April poll by Morning Consult. Now, I don't know much about politics. I don't know about much about anything else other than everyday living here. But I don't explain this to me. It I've read this over to you guys, and the first thing I said was Pence is building up a presidential campaign in the waiting we just got biden literally swearing himself into presidency what the beginning of 2021 legitimately in the beginning of 2021 so he had another straight three years until he got to well do it all over again and say uh that he is what going to go against the next like republican for the seat of president 
how is Pence already on the trail right now in trying to build up a presidency? He should be trying to sit home, relax, after dealing with four years of Trump and the betrayal of Trump saying that he really isn't that much of a good guy and how much, even at the beginning of this year, people were trying to get at Mike Pence, his own people, the Republican people, or his, well, not the Republicans will say, because even now Republicans are even backing out saying those Trump supporters were not Republicans. They weren't with us at all. They were a whole different breed. You allowed Trump to play you out like a fool in front of these people and allow them to almost get to you, bruh. You are now not even sitting at your home. You're already on the campaign trail to try to even get an idea of saying, yo, I'm going to be running for president. You're already trying to get people on your side to make them think of the idea of, hey, maybe Pence should be running for president. Again, this is ego. I, I, I pick out certain topics just for these exact reasons so they can fit one whole, whole narrative, ladies and gentlemen. Episodes that I title and the topics that I have for those episodes, they all fit under this exact banner. Ego. It's all about ego. I have every topic concise and picked out to make sure that it fits the title episode. And it's all about my ego because I want that you guys as listeners to all blend all these topics together and come out with one general thing that wants the one thing that each of these topics have together. So that's where my ego comes into play with this whole situation. So that's me getting off of this subject for a minute. Now I'm getting back on the subject. How can you not be home just being drinking Mai Tais and drinking anything. I promise you, I don't drink, but boy, oh boy, I would have done some type of something, ladies and gentlemen, if I had to deal with that type of anarchy in the White House and you were the right-hand man for the lunatic that was running the White House for those four years. You were literally at his right-hand man. You were his right-hand man. You were there. Yes, you got to ride Air Force One. You got to be around in the greatest office technically in the world. That's American marketing. Again, America, greatest marketing machine in the world. No matter what anybody wants to say, America is the greatest marketing machine in the world. But again, how on God's green are you trying to campaign for a presidency that People are going to look at you and say, yeah, okay, cool, Mike Pence, but there's going to be some hot young shot running up within the next couple of years just looking at you right now and studying exactly what you have done wrong. And then they're going to pick you apart and then they're going to be the Republican candidate. That, Pence, is what you should be doing. You should be sitting at home, relaxing, getting all the stench of Trump off of you. And within, what, next year, 22 or even the early of 2013, that's when you should be start trying to get on the campaign trail to make people start thinking about you. That's what you should have did. But, hey, you're trying now and you're starting now. Kudos to you. You probably got some analytics guy telling you what to do here. But let me get to the topic at hand of that. Black people, are their lives are being saved by cops. And this whole Black Lives Matter movement is a facade to him. That's basically what he's saying. Again, I don't know how many times that black people have to tell you this over and over again. Black Lives Matter is about police officers, period. We don't want to get killed by police officers. We want them to do their job. We want them to protect and serve, not just protect and serve the ones that best benefits them and looks like them, period. Right now, I'm not sure if anybody understands this, let me break this down to you. Police officers have only protected and served white folks majority of the time. They come after black folks and they either say that we've done something wrong or said that we have done this and we get vilified and villainized so bad by the rest of the world and America whenever police officers write down in their book, this person did this or this person did that. And then a video comes out and the that police officer happens to get suspended 
with pay or without pay. No, fire that mofo on the spot. You can't. How does that work? When somebody does something wrong, they usually get canned on the spot once. So they won't be tied to that organization or that organization will be tied to that person. How on God's green are we saying that police officers protect blacks when it's been documented that is not the case? Yes, in certain places, in a real, real, so small, slimmer, police officers protect blacks. Small, slimmer. The only time police officers protect blacks, and this is like in fictional movies and television shows, is if the police officer is getting paid by a drug dealer and to be paid to look the other way. That is it. I want you to seriously break that down and look at it. Only time police officers actually protect black people is if they are getting paid by the drug dealers to look away as this drug dealer is doing something that he shouldn't be doing. Other than that, in real life, police officers don't protect black people like that. Black people would love if police officers would just do their job and do it right instead of constantly harassing us whenever we have nothing to do with anything. Majority of the time. That's a fact. I don't care what nobody says. Gerald, that's wrong. Black people, no. Black people, we love to live our life. We love to party. We have no problem with working. We just want to be left alone. As a police officer, your job is titled to protect and serve. You know the job. You know the rest. You you know what you signed up for when you were a police officer. That's just what the that's just the gig. And you know that. And if you can't handle the gig, get out and allow somebody else to get that gig that actually wants to do this. Because you're making it hard for black people to trust any police officer if you're on the job and you don't want to do the job after seeing so many hardships. Get off the job. Give it to a young gun that wants to actually make a difference for his community. Do that, please. And again, Black Lives Matter is all about police officers killing us. We would love if police officers did their job and actually protect and serve everybody equally, but that's never going to be the case. At least right now in the foreseeable future, that's never going to be the case. We want to change that, and that's what Black Lives Matter is all about, trying to change that whole narrative. And I'd love to see it. Now, that's all the topics. I just wanted to talk about one more thing before I allow you guys to leave, and that's the newest Space Jam, Space Jam New Legacy now. I'm not going to give you guys any type of reviews or any type of spoilers. I'm just going to tell you my impression of the movie. And I, the only reason why I'm not going to spoil anything for you is because it just came out Friday, literally two days ago. So you guys got all the time in the world to watch it. I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm just going to give you my impressions. My impressions of the movie, I had it at the lowest of low bar for it. And even if I would have had it at a like a C-rated bar, it went past that C for me. It it got to a good B-plus movie. It wasn't as bad of a movie as people thought it was going to be. And even I, admittedly, thought it was going to be. Whenever you see movies that are done in the past and you hear that they're going to be a remake of it, you automatically think, oh, dear God, I hope they don't screw it up. Or why, God, why are you messing with a classic? Because original Space Jam is a classic to anybody that actually watched that movie in that time period. Even if you were a late 90s kid, you understand what Space Jam was. And you understand the type of impact because Michael Jordan was the man and still is the man in basketball references. And Looney Tunes was still buzzing out here. And now, for the new generation, they get to understand what Looney Tunes was. They can understand and look at all the different characters and what each character brings about to their that specific Looney Tune business. That's what this Space Jam was. Don Cheadle did a good job as being his character. LeBron James, he was robotic to me. LeBron James seems rarely robotic, but whenever it called in for him to make like a funny face or him to do something goofy, he nailed his spot perfectly. So I see LeBron James probably being in more, like, other, like, goofy comedies. I can see LeBron James doing that. But he played, like, a robotic guy, like, saying his lines. But Warner Brothers did a complete great job. You had cameos from Rick and Morty. You had kind of cameos from Superman and Batman. You had... I'm sorry for spoiling those things. I, that's all I'm going to spoil out of that, but... 
Warner Brothers, they threw it in. I mean, they threw and packed in as many references of Warner Brothers movies as you can in that final, like, sequences of the movie. And even in the middle of the movie, whenever he got sucked in, sorry yet again, but you get it, you're Space Jam. It's Space Jam, even in the original Space Jam, Michael Jordan got sucked in and LeBron James got sucked in. You understand what Warner Brothers was trying to do. Warner Brothers was trying to beat you over the head with the references, beat you over the head with, okay, here's the people that we own. These are the movies that we own. These are the franchises that we own. That's what Warner Brothers was trying to do and make you understand and accomplish that. And they accomplished that with Space Jam. And they even threw in a Dave Chappelle uh, Prince uh, reference in the movie. And I caught that. And I was like, oh, that was nice. That was nice. I'm just saying that it's a good family movie to watch. If you're not too much into it, just be there so you can see your kids' reaction to it and break down exactly what each character of Looney Tune is. If you don't really even feel that much, like, feel it, just watch your kids' reaction to the movie, to it. I guarantee you they'll probably pick something out and they'll probably find a character in there that they know of and they'll just watch the movie because it's cartoons. But, again, Space Jam is a solid B-plus movie to me. You got... Uh, LeBron James, you had Don Cheadle, you had Bugs Bunny, you had you had the core of Looney Tunes there. So the only thing that I give flack for is still you took out Pepe Le Pew, man. By God, the creators of Pepe Le Pew. How do you? How does Warner Brothers take it? I understand cancel culture wanted to get Pepe out of here. I think Warner Brothers shouldn't have folded to that pressure. Pepe Le Pew is Pepe Le Pew. You know what it is. He was not trying to promote cancel culture. That man is a simple cartoon. And for anybody to get upset at Pepe Le Pew, by God, come on. Gabriel Iglesias even had to uh, talk out loud in an interview. He talked about how he, before cancel culture could even get at Speedy Gonzalez, he had to cut them by the cut them at the knees before they even get to him. Because Gabriel Iglesias is the voice of Speedy Young Gonzalez in this Space Jam movie. And he straight up tells... Uh, cancel culture, yo, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Speedy Gonzalez was a hero in my household. Speedy Gonzalez is a good representation of the Mexican culture. He is fast and he has multiple jobs. I don't know what's wrong with that at all. If anything, that's a great tendency to have. I probably might be misquoting uh, Gabriel, but the gist is Speedy Gonzalez is good for his culture, good for the Spanish American culture. He's great. Pepe Le Pew, I don't understand how a man couldn't be in it, but hey, they took him out. Hey, it's Warner Brothers movie. They do what they want. Uh, but yeah, Space Jam, New Legacy, B-plus movie. is a great movie to have. It's a great movie to watch for the kids and everything. Uh, I didn't think I was going to watch it, but my sister immediately popped it on, and I said, well, it looks like I'm watching it. And she got, the ref she got uh, who Bugs Bunny was. She got who... All the other Looney Tunes characters was. She even knew LeBron James because, well, if you know the Vine clip of the kid just constantly saying LeBron James, you got the drift of exactly who LeBron James is. But Looney Tunes, uh, Space Jam, New Legacy, B+, watch it with the kids or just watch it when you're by yourself and you might even enjoy it yourself. Now that all the topics have been said and everything, and I've said what I wanted to say, now it's time for me to give you guys my social media links where you can reach me at on Twitter. Twitter handle is at my2podcast, or if you want to type it all out, my2centspodcast, all one word. Instagram, my2centspodcastg2, and business inquiries, my business email is my2centspod at yahoo.com, and remember, it's not T-W-O, it's the number two. And remember, this podcast is available on Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. What I will suggest for you all to do is to check out some past episodes to see how I've gotten better at this thing. And also, on Apple Podcasts, they have these uh, star ratings. And I would love if you could give me any type of star rating that you think I deserve after listening to this podcast. And if you can, write me some type of review. I read the reviews right now. I've only got like three star, like not even three stars, but like three reviews and one like person writing something out. I would love for more of the reviews so I would know what 
I am doing right and what I'm doing wrong. And I will take all those under consideration so I can make this podcast better and make it more enjoyable for the listeners that are either listening to this to go into work or listen to this while they're cleaning in their house or just listen to this just to hear what I got to say. And if you're just listening to this to see what I got to say, thank you very much. I want to reiterate this. I don't know if you guys listened to my last episode of my wrestling highlights of the week that came out uh, Saturday morning yesterday. I confirmed the scheduling of my schedules for my episodes dropping. Wrestling highlights of the week will always be dropping on a Saturday morning. You guys will always begin a Sunday morning edition of the My Two Cents podcast where I talk about anything and everything I want to talk about, whether it be news related or just topics I find personally interesting. And whenever a pay-per-view comes on from either AEW or WWE, that following Monday morning, you will be getting a pay-per-view highlights and recap from me talking about that pay-per-view. So for this example, tonight will be Money in the Bank 2021 for WWE on Peacock. If you don't got it, get it. It's a simple, I think, five bucks to get it. You aren't uh, going to miss five bucks. And if anything, you're going to get a whole lot of things because you get to watch like The Office, you get to watch WWE, you get to watch other programming. If you like the Real Housewives franchises, they got all of them on there, I believe so. But anyway, I'm going to be covering Money in the Bank and also Slammiversary, which happened last night saturday night so i'm going to be covering those two pay-per-views tomorrow morning for you guys to be listening to so again saturday always wrestling highlights of the week sunday we'll always get a sunday edition of my two cents podcast and whenever a major pay-per-view from wwe or aew happens you'll begin a pay-per-view recap of that on monday morning but now since i've gotten that out of the way i want to thank you all for listening to me this isn't goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again again wear your mask and keep your six feet away from everybody else california has to go back to wearing masks again i didn't know that until i watched a youtube video from a comedian uh keon poli and he was talking about that in a funny comedic way but again uh wear your mask and stay six feet away from each other get the shot get the vaccine don't get the vaccine but still do your civic duty to make sure that you are safe and make sure that everybody else around you is safe because if you don't do that you are complete and utter not cool to me i don't like you that don't be a douche make sure everybody's around you safe wear your mask keep your six feet away from each everybody else get the vaccine don't get the vaccine but still wear your mask ladies and gentlemen uh, that's all I can tell you that. Uh, this has been my two cents podcast. G, my two cents podcast presented by G two. I thank you, and this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sound of voice again. Until you hear from me next time. Goodbye, good day, and have a great rest of the, your Sunday. And if you're just listening to this on the Sunday morning, I hope you have a good Sunday and a great rest of your week. Thank you. I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.